Welcome to The Short-Term Show, the show about short-term rentals and long-term wealth, with real property owners hosting real properties who are crushing it in the vacation and short-term rental space. And here's your host, Avery Carl. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. If you're interested in buying a short-term rental in one of the top vacation markets in America, just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected with an Agent. If you purchase a home with the shop, you'll have access to all of our client-only benefits, such as training on how to manage your short-term rental. So we'll teach you everything you need to know from how to set up your Airbnb and Verbo listings to how to use the property management software that you'll need to streamline your business, all the way down to helping you source your local boots on the ground like cleaners, handy people, etc. We've taught thousands of people just like you how to buy and manage their vacation homes from anywhere in the world. So head on over to theshorttermshop.com and click get connected with an agent to get started. I do have to mention that we're brokered by eXp or else I get in trouble. We'll see you guys over there. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Short-Term Show. I'm very excited about today's guest because I keep seeing questions about this platform on our Facebook groups, and that platform is Breezeway. And so I'm really, really excited to have Corinne Oki, the VP of Client Experience at Breezeway on today to help us learn exactly what it does, the best way to utilize that tool, all that fun stuff. Uh, hey, Corinne, how's it going? You want to introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thanks so much for having me. Um, excited to be here and, and chat with your audience and, and tell them a little bit more about what we're doing at Breezeway. Um, you know, for a little bit of background, I've been in this industry uh, since 2008. I started at uh, a little company called Flipkey uh, back in the day, and we um, were really sort of one of the first companies that brought guest reviews into the short-term rental space. And um ultimately ended up getting acquired by TripAdvisor, but I spent about seven and a half years there um, working with um, folks who were were handling all of the rentals and, and helping them with review responses and things like that. Uh, and then I've been at Breezeway for the last little over six years um, and worn a, a bunch of hats, but um, I just, I think this is, is such a special industry and I'm, I'm so excited to um, to be able to chat with you and and uh, share some of the knowledge I've acquired over the last 15 years or so. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear about this. Uh, I always wondered what happened to Flipkey. I never took the time to just go look to see that it was acquired by someone, but I remember it existed when I first started and then it just kind of disappeared. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, yeah we, uh, I, yes, we... You know, we, when we built the business, um, I was one of the first 10 employees that started and and the founder of that company, um, Jeremy, one of the founders, there were three, um, Jeremy Gall is also the founder of Breezeway today. So um, that's sort of how I made the progression. But when I started working with them, um, you know, we were operating only in the US. And by the time we ended, we were operating and, and working with with folks across the country. So um, yeah, they just sort of merged that into, I think now it's on TripAdvisor under like the alternative accommodations. They may still have the VR category. I'm not not entirely sure what they did, but uh, I left in 2015, so. Okay. Yeah, and I appreciate you being flexible with me today, guys. I have to address my background. <laughs> they, my son was sent homesick from school today. He's down for a nap uh, right now, but I'm in my home office slash workout room slash storage room. So I don't have my whole 
pro setup and I was a few minutes late for Corinne. So I appreciate you uh, being flexible oh. with that. Uh, so let's, let's jump into Breezeway. So I think a lot of people mistakenly think that Breezeway is a property management software, like a hospitable or something like that. So tell us, let's start at the very beginning. Tell us exactly what Breezeway is. Yeah. So we pride ourselves on being really niche focused specifically around operations and sort of guest communication. So at Breezeway, we have uh, a handful of, of products. We started the business with our operations, um, you know, our operations tool. And so what that means is that through, through utilization of Breezeway, you can actually uh, create templates so that you can standardize the work that's being done at your homes. Um, and then you can have automation around the scheduling of work, communication with the housekeeper or a handyman or an inspector that may be going out and looking uh, and caring for the home. So uh, our operations product really allows you to tailor the work that's being done to the individual like needs and, and just, you know, differential um, attributes of the home um, while creating a communication program back and forth. And so it's a lot less of the, I'm just waiting on my cleaner to call me to tell me that the property's ready and more visibility into, okay, the cleaner's been in the home for, you know, two and a half hours. I know it's a three hour clean. They should be pretty close. And then getting notifications when that work is done. Um, and then as the, as the company has evolved and we've, you know, we've continued to build and, and add enhancements to the product, we have a, a guest communication tool. So we have an SMS messaging with all sort of automation around, uh, different points of the guest stay. Uh, my colleague, Justin Ford runs our safety and certification program. So we're really, um, you know, heavily invested in making sure that not only, our houses clean and welcoming and ready for your guests, but that they're also safe for them to come into. And then we recently launched um, our fourth product, which is a, a guide, which is sort of a welcome book, digital uh, digital guidebook for for guests as they're um, experiencing your your properties. So we sort of do a lot, but it's all really tailored around making sure that the home is ready and that you're communicating effectively for all of the different aspects that play into that. Let's start at the beginning. So yeah. Breezeway is kind of a tool where all of your vendors can kind of live and communicate and checklist and, and things like that. Let's start with cleaners, because I think that's yeah. the vendor that most people deal with the most and the most often. So what does Breezeway do in terms of streamlining uh, not only communication with your cleaner, but I know that it can they can put pictures of when they leave and all that. So yeah. let's let's just go through a go through the bullet cleaner. points of what it does with the cleaner. Yeah, yeah. So basically, from the cleaner, like I like I mentioned earlier, right? You're going to create your template. So template. So if you have one property, you're doing what you need to do, and you're sort of building that template um, for that particular home. But if you have three, four, five properties, or or even more than that, right? There are different attributes of those homes that exist. So um, one of the the things that happens for folks who often are not using Breezeway is I build this checklist of what I want the cleaner to do. And then the cleaner goes out and it says, clean the shower in the bathroom. And they're in a powder room, right? That doesn't have one. And, and you're saying, okay, well just check it off because it exists. You know, you did, you cleaned the bathroom. But what we're also sort of saying is that like accountability piece is missing because now we're saying, tell me you did something that you didn't do. And with Breezeway, the, the checklists actually become tailored to that home and what is actually relevant. So 
when a cleaner is going through and saying, I did this, I cleaned the, I, I emptied the dishwasher, I reran it, I did whatever, you know, we as a, as an operator and a short-term rental host can know that that was actually done. And so from a, from a cleaner perspective, not only is it giving sort of the direction and, and the imp most important pieces of what needs to be done when they're in the home, but it's also ensuring that they're not missing anything. So if they're asked about a game room and they didn't go up the top, up to the top floor of the house, they may have missed that. Right. And so it's sort of driving and, and creating accountability for that. Um, but it's also putting it into their hands in a really easy way so that they're getting jobs that are assigned to them that they can actually see and view and complete in real time on their mobile device. So every user of Breezeway has their own login. So they're gonna receive work and we notify them, you know, when you say, hey, I've got a new reservation that comes in and Corinne is the cleaner, Corinne is gonna get a notification that there is a property that needs a clean on X date. I'm gonna be able to open up my mobile app and see everything that I actually need to do on that clean at that property. And then you as, you know, as the host are able to see when did Corinne start the clean? When did Corinne finish the clean? How long did it take? Did they find any issues? Because another challenge that cleaners often have is, okay, I found these three things that were wrong or broken or aren't in the house that are supposed to be there. And there's a lot of sort of I don't like there, there's just a lot of sort of responsibility of the cleaner to not only go in and clean, but also to be the eyes and ears and then remember to communicate all of that back to you. And so within the mobile app, as they're completing that checklist, they can also say, hey, there's a broken dishwasher or the coffee maker is not working or, you know, the coffee pot is broken or whatever that may be um, and easily report that information back to you so that they can really focus on doing the clean and then communicating versus having to do the clean, remember it and call you and tell you that it's done. Yeah. So, you know what this reminds me of, and this is, everybody's going to be like, this has nothing to do with anything, but in my brain, Ain't it makes sense. So when, for me, when Calendly came out, that made my world so much easier because I could say, oh, schedule a meeting with me instead of, you know, 10 people calling me in a three or four hour period. And then I'm in the middle of something. And then I have to go back and remember to call them all back and schedule them. And once you start implementing an app like that, where you just click or you just make a note at the time and you're not having to stop what you're doing and go into something else and and remember to do things after it because you know you got to prioritize getting the clean done after right. you're done with it then remembering like oh you know I'm really tired from cleaning this house and I forgot to mention that the car broken so I think that right. really can't it really is I think game changing if you can get people to implement it um and for right. me I think too that a lot. So in the markets that I'm in, they're very, very vacation rental heavy. So I own in the Smokies in Tennessee, the Emerald Coast of Florida, everything in those markets are vacation rental. So in terms of finding cleaners, they know what they're doing. It's not like going into a metro market where you might have to hire a cleaner who's used to cleaning primary homes. Right. And then you really have to give them a checklist and show them how to turn a vacation rental. But I think where this can start to get in those markets where they all are basically do all the same tasks and they have for 20 years and they know what they're doing is if you start to implement things like 
a gift basket or, you know, other things aside from just the cleaning to help them remember that they might not be doing in every single property. So things you're doing to set your property, like to make it stand out. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's especially helpful too. And how, so what are your tips? I've got a thousand questions, so I'm all over yeah. the place. Um, I think the, the difficult part, at least in the markets that I'm in, where the cleaners are very set in their ways, do you have any tips for getting them to implement these things? Because I could see mine who I love my cleaner so much. Like I like, she's one of my favorite people. Um, but she would probably throw my phone back in my face in the Smokies. My cleaner in the Emerald coast would totally do it. She like, she loves that kind of thing, but the one in the Smokies like would probably throw my phone in my face. So <laughs> what tips do you have for dealing with, you know, people have been doing things a certain way for a long time and implementing something like this that will be really beneficial, but getting them to implement that. Yeah. Well, so I think, you know, I think one of the things which you sort of mentioned when you were talking about Calendly and, and I wanted to, to just piggyback on which, which segues into this answer as well, but is, reservations change, right? So you have somebody who's in who maybe wants to extend or maybe shortens or a reservation cancels altogether. Um, within our system, right, that automation is happening. So when we know that reservation is off the calendar, so does the cleaner, right? So does anybody else who's scheduled to do work there. And so I think that, um, you know, the ease and sort of the, the, the lack of having to like make myself a to-do list of the things that I need to do is huge there. But I think, you know, going back to your question around how to get, um, get adoption in the field, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's the, the biggest thing that I've, the biggest way that I've seen people have success is to get the buy-in early, right. To understand, <clears throat> excuse me, to understand what the pain points that the cleaner has today are and make sure that that breezeway or, or any tool that you're using, right. Even if it's not around cleaners, but the person who's going to use it at the end of the day is actually, it's going to make their job easier instead of harder. And so getting that buy-in, um, as you're initially evaluating a solution is in incredibly important, but I also think explaining to them that like, you are already doing this, but I'm giving you a piece of paper that you have to remember that you have to carry around with you that may or may not be tailored to the property you're actually cleaning. And oh, by the way, like, yeah, that owner added in a hot tub and it's not on our list, but like, you need to remember that you need to go and do this, right? Like reminding them that we're not giving you a tool like Breezeway to make your job harder. We're actually giving it to you so that there's less that you need to remember outside of what you need to do, right? All I need to do is open this up and this app is going to tell me exactly what we need to do. And I think, you know, from a, from a, um, from a cleaner perspective, right. That allows me to be successful and to know that what I'm delivering is what the, what the operator wants, right? Because yeah, Gat, I mean, all of those markets, Gatlinburg's, the panhandle, all of that, right. Inundated with vacation rentals and inundated with people who service those, those properties. But what you want done might be different than what the, the person down the street wants versus what someone else does. And, and, and so, you know, helping to make sure that like, it's, it's very fluid and there's clear communication and also like a little bit of CYA, right? Like you want the cleaner to be able to say, Hey, no, I did these things. And I took these pictures and guess some guests, I'm not going to, we're not going to stereotype all guests, but some guests are sneaky, right? I, I 
heard stories around somebody coming in and making a big dinner and then calling and saying the kitchen is disgusting. It, it looks like it wasn't even clean. And in reality, the guests had had a great feast in the house and then was calling to ask for it to be cleaned. And so, you know, showing and being able to take photographs of your completed work makes it so that when that scenario happens, I can say, really, Mr. Guest, because I'm actually looking at the pictures our cleaners took. And again, you don't want to be doing this in any sort of a combative way, but being able to say like, it looks like it was really clean. Like our, our team came in. Um, sometimes that sort of reduces the conversation that needs to happen there. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Somebody broke in and made dinner in between, right, <laughs> and between I, four o'clock and, and seven o'clock. Um, but I think from a cleaner perspective, right. Making sure that it's easy for them to use. I know um, very early on, one of the challenges that, that we, you know, that we saw was that in some scenarios, right. There's a language barrier, right. And I'm going to put my checklist in English and my, my cleaner speaks great English, but maybe they don't read great English or they have a preferred language that they actually would be more comfortable operating in. And so, um, you know, at Breezeway, we went in and we actually offer translation services within the, the, the app so that if you do prefer Spanish or Portuguese or French or Italian or whatever that might be, they can actually use the app in, in the language that's going to be most comfortable. Because again, it's not about making it more giving them more work. It's about making their job easier and also creating that visibility where you're not calling saying, Hey, Avery, are you at the house? Hey, Avery, how much longer are you going to be there? Hey, Avery, the inspector wants to come by. Is it ready? Like we're sort of reducing that back and forth and sort of that burden to the cleaner by providing them with touch points um, that, that happen automatically just by the virtue of them completing their work. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And I really do like the the picture thing because like you said there are guests in every now and then who will come in and like put hair in the in the drain or like on the drain or in the bed or you know, they'll bring in a like a bug from yeah. outside and say, "Oh, there's bugs in here." So, I think that it's for the cleaner's protection as much as anyone else's. So they can say, no, 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 I did do my job. Here's the timestamp photos of, of what it looked like. And even from a liability standpoint. So if somebody says, oh, there was, I slipped and fell on the, on the deck because there was ice on the deck. And if they took a picture of whatever they cleaned on the deck that day and that there's not, Hey, you know, that, that helps. And it's timestamps. You're out of that, not necessarily out of that liability, but it's much more difficult to prove that there was any sort of negligence there. So I think that's really, really powerful. Well, I think too, right. If, if it depends on, right. There's different levels of cleaners. And, and when I say level levels, I don't mean like skill levels, but like there are some people that are like an individual, right? So you're going to assign me a clean and I'm going to be the person that actually goes and does that clean. There are others where you're going to assign it to you know, John and John has 30 cleaners who are going to go do that. And, and, um, you know, specifically in that scenario, we have a, a user role within Breezeway that we call a service partner. Um, and that service partner can have an account where you are assigning the work to John and then John can distribute that out to his team. So now all of a sudden, not only does do you have visibility into it, but John has a, a system that's available to him at no charge where he can actually better manage his team of cleaners as well. So, you know, when you think about how do you get that adoption, it's really about understanding 
how they're how the user is going to use it, getting their buy-in and making sure that like they feel comfortable with that. There's also a little bit of like, you know, of reliance on especially, you know, in both of those markets that you mentioned, the, the Smoky specifically, right? Like Gatlinburg Berg and Pigeon Forge, like some of those homes like are up on the mountain and there's bad cell reception. And so there's sort of an assumption that using my mobile phone is not going to work, right? And so educating the cleaner on the value that an app like this can bring um, is huge because our app has offline functionality. So even if they're completely out of out of service, or they're on airplane mode because they're trying to save their phone battery, um, you know, they can still do their work and then it will sync up when they come back into connectivity. So, um, you know, just sort of communicating with the the end user, I think is, is huge because there's a lot of assumptions that can be made incorrectly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And so I have another question about cleaners before we'll move on to a different vendor. So is this set up where like you use the Smokies as an example, uh, Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, even though they're not that far from each other in the summertime, in the high season, it can take two hours to get from Gatlinburg to Pigeon Forge, which is like 10 miles on the mm -hmm. parkway because it's so crowded. So we have to have two separate cleaners for our different properties. So is Breezeway set up to where you can have separate cleaners for separate properties or is it all? Oh no. Yeah. You can set up deep. So there's a ton of things specifically in, in those types of markets where, I mean, I remember staying in a house once it was like, oh yeah, it's two miles from town, but it takes, you know, 30 minutes to get there because you're winding up and down a hill. Um, yeah. So there's a couple of ways that that can be addressed. We have what we call default cleaners. So I would be the default person on this house. Um, and, and then all of the work that needs to be done at that house would go to me. Um, so that can happen. Of course, default cleaners can be amended on a one-off basis or, a, you know, any, any sort of a need or like, Hey, if you have seven homes and five of them are turning over and I happen to be the cleaner on four of the five, I probably can't do four big house cleans in a day, um, maybe four condos, but, but likely not houses. So you can, you can adjust that as you need to. Um, but the other thing that's pretty cool is as a, as an operator and, and a short-term rental host, you're going to have the ability to see where your team is if they're using the app on a map. So let's say that you have seven properties and five of them turn over and, and two of them are vacant for tonight, but then you get a last minute booking if you accept those and you need to send somebody over to do a touch-up clean on a property, right? Maybe the house has been empty for two weeks and you just need somebody to go in. Smokies, the ladybugs are always the the big thing, right? The ladybugs come in and they're, you know, we're not doing anything to get rid of them, right? Um, and so you want to send somebody to do over to do a touch-up. You can look on a map um, and actually see where your users are to say, hey, you know what? Avery is closest. I'm going to call her. I'm going to send this job over to her and add a note to let her know that, um, you know, when she finishes this, if she could just go over and do that clean next, because we have a last minute booking. So as, as the person sort of running and making sure that all the pieces move together in that day, you've got visibility to where everyone is in the moment. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's I pretty cool. That. <laughs> yeah. And it's also good for like, uh, I know we were talking specifically about cleaners, but that's also really good from a maintenance perspective, right? If there is a last minute um, or urgent maintenance issue and, and you have people who are, who are already out working in some of your properties, um, 
you can you can sort of direct them to the the closest person to that home that needs the the attention. Well, that's a really good segue into my next question. So what other types of vendors besides the obvious cleaners can benefit or can a host benefit from having used this tool? Hey guys, if you're enjoying the content of our podcast, but you have additional short-term rental questions, we host a weekly live question session that you guys can join for free. It's at 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. And if you head over to strquestions.com, you can sign up. So not only am I the host of this show, but I also own and manage my own properties. And I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have about short-term rental investing. So please join us anytime for a free weekly live Q&A on Zoom. Sign up at strquestions.com. So we have, I mean, it's wild what some, some folks have, have done and how they're utilizing it. Um, some people are using it because they manage a building, right? And, and they, um, they're cleaning common areas of the building. Um, but some people use it for, um, like their, like their handyman, or if they work, they're working with a local property manager, or they have sort of a, a co-host in the area, right. To say like, Hey, we need to go, um, we need to go meet the cable company or we have a hot water, you know, we have maintenance stuff coming in. Um, but primarily, uh, you know, we see people using the system from a, a cleaning uh, inspection and maintenance perspective. Um, again, you know, I think when we talk about maintenance, right, do I think you're going to send a task to your HVAC vendor and be like, you need to complete this job in breezeway. I mean, some, right? If you give them a ton of business, but for the most part, that HVAC vendor is like, cool, give me the job and, and send it to me. And we have some, some unique ways that that can be, um, be done in breezeway, but really these are people that are going in and they're your handyman, the folks who are actually going to be, um, you know, taking care of any issues that arise from a broken or not working, uh, appliance or, or item perspective. Okay. Gotcha. And let's talk about integrations for a minute. So yeah. uh, <laughs> what property management software does Breezeway integrate with? Oh my gosh, there's, I, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it's like over 30, maybe 35 oh, wow. property management systems. Um, and so, um, you know, they, the, the way that the integrations happen does sort of vary a little, like some of them are, um, are more robust than others. And but in all of the integrations, we are receiving property information and reservation information. So um, if you use a, a PMS that we are we are integrated with, you will um, be able to have all of your reservations flow over. And so that means that as changes and um, adjustments to the reservation are happening, those are being uh, updated within Breezeway as well. Um, and so in many cases, we have a lot of one-way integrations, but for some, we have two-way integrations. And so um, that means that we can push work orders back into the PMS. Um, and that's good from like an accounting perspective or, you know, billing and things like that, because we don't actually handle anything with like the money per se um, about like you know, paying people out, right? We are going to give you the information to track what needs to be paid. And, and that's another, 
you know, going back, Avery, to your first question, a benefit of the cleaners to the cleaners is you no longer have to tell me what cleans you did last week. I know because I can see what was completed via the app. So I know what I need to pay you. You don't have to send me an invoice any longer. So again, taking something away that that may have been, you know, taking up their time um, prior to, to incorporating Breezeway. Okay. That's awesome. So it integrates with all, but not all, I'll say most of the major property management software. And is this something that's just like on a cleaners app on their phone that they can just, when they're taking the pictures, they can just go into the app and take the pictures on the app. They're not having to upload it from somewhere else into the app. Correct. Yeah. So they are, they're, they're going to get the job that you've got to clean at ABC property. Here's the address. It's this type of clean. Is there a guest coming in? Is there a guest leaving? Um, You can get directions to the property um, directly from the mobile app, and then you can start it and complete those requirements. So again, depending on the the way that you interact with your cleaner, it may be five really vague questions. It may be 15 really very specific questions, but directly from the mobile app, I'm going to be able to yes, I did this. Yes, I did this. Wait, this is broken. I'm going to report an issue and I can take a picture right from my mobile device and that's loaded in. And then when I'm done with the clean, um, so let's say that you are a remote host, right? Let's say that you don't live in in Gatlinburg and you, you get a message that, Hey, this clean is completed. You can actually go through on your phone and And there's a report that is generated with all of the photos, with the notes, with any details that were left by the cleaner when they're in there. Um, But yes, they're doing everything directly from their phone. They're getting notifications. Um, Those can be sent via email, via text. Uh, We can also do push notifications on the device, but the the individual is going to be able to control how they want to receive communication from us. All right. And you, you mentioned offline, I think, guest communication. So what would it be communicating with a guest? Yeah. So, well, there's a couple of ways. So we have our, our, um, our messaging program. And so, uh, this is a scenario where I often recommend if you do not work with an integrated PMS, it, you can still use it. And I'm not trying to deter people from using it, but it's not quite as robust as if you work with an integration um, because when we have an integration with a PMS, not only are we getting arrival and departure information, but we know what unit they're in. We have the guest's phone number, we have their name, and you can create a bunch of messages that you want to be sent out to that guest at different touch points within their stay, right? So maybe two days before or the day before you want to send them a reminder email about check-in time, giving them the address, maybe any special instructions for how to get there. Um, And then the day after, and I love this, I think if people aren't doing this, even if you're not doing it through Breezeway, but like if you're not doing this, the day after check-in, create an easy touch point with the guest so that they can give you feedback if something is wrong. So often, you know, the mindset is the guest has arrived, they're going to tell me if something is wrong. And that is definitely the case, but it's not the case 100% of the time. There are people that go in and they're like, oh, the toaster's broken. Well, that's okay. We don't eat, we don't eat bread anyway. So like, it's fine, right? Like we don't need to worry about that. Um, and so 
as an operator, you have no visibility into that happening until the next guest who needs to make their kids toast in the morning freaks out at 7 a.m. because the toaster is broken. So when you provide an opportunity for that guest to tell you things, even if it isn't going to impact their stay, the amount of feedback that people are getting by saying, how is everything? Is there anything that's not working? Is there anything that we need to address? You're opening the door for them to, to share that information with you. And so I highly, highly recommend, um, you know, checking in uh, the day after arrival with your guests so that you have that, that open way of communication. Um, but, you know, outside of that, people are also sending reminders about checkout instructions. Um, they're encouraging their guests to actually tell them when they leave. So in a lot of markets, specifically drive markets, right? People are up and leaving at seven, eight o'clock. And, and in many instances, we don't know that unless the guest tells us. So a lot of our clients, actually, they send a reminder the night before that says, we hope you had a great stay. Just a reminder, checkout is 10 a.m. Here's, you know, a link to what you need to do. And like, oh, if you happen to head out early, just respond with checkout. And we'll, you know, and that'll allow us to come in and, and start cleaning early so that the next guest can get in, whatever you want to say there, right? But what that does is that that potentially extends the window for you to clean that property. So if you have that scenario where you've got five turnovers, getting that extra two hours is huge um, to, to just keep everybody's sanity in the day. So um our messaging, you know, you have those different touch points. They're all custom based on when you want them to go out. We also have, as I said, that checkout feature. We have um, bulk messages. So, you know, if there's high winds or if there's an outage of water or electricity, you can communicate to everybody really easily. Um, you're also working off of um, a number that is not your personal cell phone number, uh, meaning that if you want to actually go on vacation, you can give that, you know, you can have somebody else responding to those um, and actually be able to have a couple of days where they're not calling you um, or bothering you when you're at church or whatever that might be. Um, and, uh, you know, the other thing with with our messaging product is, um, is gap nights. So it's a really great way to fill some of those vacant nights. And that's all can be set up through automation and, and gives you, again, some additional touch points with the guest without, you or someone that you work with manually making those touch points. Yeah. And I think too, a little more like on the negative side of guests is sometimes they don't tell you that something's broken the entire day and then it shows up in your review and you get three right. or four stars because something was broken. So um, it's really good to get ahead of that and have an app check in and say, Hey, you know, what, what is there? What can we fix? Yeah. And I think it's when you, you know, what we've seen a lot is that when you create that, and again, this may be a negative, right? So you kind of want to think about how you're phrasing it, but like, there's just a lot more interaction and people are sharing pictures and they're, you know, you have that touch point that like, they're just more open and they're more willing. They feel like they have a more personal connection and, you know, it's really hard to do if, if you're doing it all manually or, you know, you're doing it from, um, from your personal phone because you really are there. Um, I will say one of the things that people like the most about our messaging is that you can set up out of office. Um, you've all, everybody that's listening to this 
has had the guest who's called at midnight because the blender is not working or, you know, whatever the non-emergency that they think is an emergency, um, that they're reaching out. And, and one of the things that's really cool about our messaging program is that you can actually set, uh, um, away hours. So if you don't want to have to respond to guests after 10 o'clock or after nine o'clock or whatever that is for you, you can set that up and they're getting an automated message that says, Hey, thanks for reaching out. Like, you know, we're actually like having a little personal time or we're not, you know, we're not working. Our office is closed, right? Like whatever that, however you want to communicate that to say, if this is an emergency call this number and that's your after hours number. And it makes, again, it sort of makes that guest be like, is this really an emergency? Like, do I really need to call them to tell, okay, I'll wait until tomorrow. Right. Um, and so what we've seen that do is cut down on a lot of sort of frivolous after hours calls um, because people just, they don't think they're on vacation. They think we're here to be like available to them 24 hours a day. And when you sort of put that, that pause in there, people are like, oh yeah, it is 11 o'clock at night. I didn't even realize. Um, and so it really creates a little bit more space to um, set some boundaries with your guests as well. Yeah, I think you definitely need that. We have office hours uh, that we set up so that after a certain hour, like we're not responding. And if you need the police, call them. But if if it's anything short of like a major maintenance emergency, we're not responding until in the morning. <laughs> yeah, well, because I mean, we've all been there, right? You're on vacation. You're like, I really need this thing. And, and you don't even, you know, you really often don't need, I think, I think maybe I'm giving people more benefit of the doubt than I should, but like, I don't think they're trying to be like annoying. I think they're no. just on vacation and they're like, you know, and again, I think we've seen, we talk about this a lot, but there's a, a new traveler persona coming into the short-term space, right? And these are a lot of hotel guests who call down to the front desk at 2 a.m. and all of a sudden 10 more towels appear 30 minutes later, right? So we're, we've got to set, we've got to set the expectation for those guests that, hey, this is not, you know, the Hilton, right? You're going to get a way better experience, but you're not going to get towels delivered to you at 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. It is a different thing than a hotel for sure. Uh, so you guys also changing gears just added another tool to the platform, a guidebook. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we just launched our, uh, the product is called guide. Um, and you know, one of the things that, that we hear so often is there's a lot of the same questions that are coming, right? People have questions about the property. People have questions about the checkout process or whatever that is. Um, and so rather than have your team fielding a lot of those questions, um, we created our guide product. And again, if you are integrated, we know where the guest is in that stay. So um, again, when you use our messaging product, these two go really well hand in hand because the day before arrival, they're getting their guide and it's saying, here's your check-in time, here's this, here's the directions to the property, all in one link to a basically a profile of that home that the guests can access. And then while they're there and they're during their stay, they're seeing information about the house and about how to do things and um, where items may be located or, or how to reset the router or whatever that might be. And then as that, that stay is ending, they're starting to see information about checkout. So what time is checkout? 
What are the checkout instructions? What needs to be done? How do you let us know that you've checked out if, if that's something that you, you know, that you do? So um, we're seeing, you know, this is something that is, is again, saving time um, and and reducing a lot of the redundancy that that happens with, with guest questions, right? Because you know it and you're like, oh my gosh, of course you reset the router this way, but they're like, oh, this is totally different than what we have at home. So instead of having to consistently answer that, you can just proactively give that information and then reference the guide, you know, during the stay if an issue does come up. Yeah, guidebooks are just so helpful. Like we just got back from a vacation in Montana and the, it was a property management company, but I did book it on Airbnb and it, hosts make the worst guests. And I'm about to just like embody that, but it's okay. Um, and I noticed they weren't using any kind of property management software. Uh, they did not have a guidebook. They had a, we, we saw when we got there, they had like a, a binder on the that table, good? but like there was some stuff that I wanted to know, like, well, how far is it from this or that? Uh, just some things that I would have like to have known on my trip there in terms of, okay, do I need to stop and get groceries first on the way? Cause we're getting home. Like we're getting there right around bedtime for the kids. So should I put the kids to bed and then get groceries? And I, and the UPS lost my ski pants that I ordered. So I got to go grab some of those. So I, I would have liked to have some like orientation and know how far things were from each other. But I mean, no big deal. I'm not by any means a needy guest. I figured I figured it out on my own. No problem. But it would like it just would have made things easier. And it's just crazy to me how some big property management. Well, they're not big. They were I would call them still like a boutique property management company. They had like 20 properties, but they were all really high end luxury properties like this place had heated toilet seats. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, like that's luxury for a, yeah. a short term rental. And um, they just were not using all of this technology that could make the experience for their guests so much better. Not that my experience was bad, five stars across the board, but there were just a couple of things I noticed that I was like, why are you not using this? Well, and I think, I mean, I think you just sort of hit the nail on the head. That's something that we saw a lot. I'm going to go way, way back 14, 15 years now at Flipkey, right? Like people were collecting guest reviews. And the only way you could see the guest reviews is if you were in the house, when you were looking at their, their guy, you know, their their guest book, right? And and it's sort of the same thing. It's like nowadays we just as a as a society are so we want everything immediately. I don't, I don't know how many times I'm like, "Oh, I want to order that on Amazon, but oh, it's not going to be here for 4 days. I'm going to find another one," right? Like I want it fast. And so when you're planning a trip, especially to a place you've not been, the more information that you can have at your fingertips, they probably had all that information once you got into the property and looked at the welcome book, but like you wanted to know that when you were, when you were going. And so I think like, you know, adjusting our processes to, to meet the needs of the guests are, are, are what's going to really make a difference. And, and for us adding the guide was, was a bit of a no brainer because we had so much information about the property already. And we already knew that often that information and, and the, the lack of of providing it to the guests is what resulted in so many of the operational questions that it just made sense to present and provide a way for for folks to present that information to the guests. So um, we're really excited that the guide is like you you know like you said it's new. We just launched it in February, but already seeing a ton of um, of great adoption and and interest. And you know again, people just really trying to continue to elevate that experience for the guests. Um, 
so that they, um, they, they, they're not asking tedious questions that they could sort of figure out on their own. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like, I mean, you guys are covering a lot of ground in terms of tasks and guidebook and guest communication and like all of this, I guess it all falls under the umbrella of operations, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, gosh, there's so much stuff to Avery that we didn't even cover, right? Like we, we, it is wild sometimes when I look at the product at how far it's come in, in just six years, right? Like the, the things that I would never have even, maybe somebody was contemplating it, but it wasn't me, um, you know, six years ago on, on sort of what the needs were, um, are, are just wild to look at and, and how much we've been able to add and build, um, to make people's lives easier. And I think, you know, as an industry, um, operators and, and, you know, they're really hungry for technology that's going to make their life easier. And, and for so long, the operational side, sort of the back of house field staff folks didn't have a lot of focus on that. And so um, it's really for us, super rewarding. Um, it's super rewarding to be able to to deliver a product that that has a, a really strong impact um, to to our users. And we learn a lot from, yeah. from folks using the product. So, yeah, I think you guys have done a really awesome job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Corinne. So we are coming to the last three questions of the show that we ask every single guest who comes on. And the first one is what advice would you give 20 year old Corinne? Oh, I would say, um, take the risk. I'm, I'm, uh, by, by, uh, by nature, a very, um, like methodical, I, I process things. I need to sort of make sure that they make sense. And, and I don't take a lot, I'm not very impulsive, I guess. Um, and, and when I, in 2008, I was in a really great city job and I, um, and I had this opportunity to join this tiny startup and I never, it, it, I mean, I hemmed and hawed for so long about whether or not this was the right thing. And, and, you know, 15 years later, I'm so glad that I took that. So just, Take the risk, trust your gut, um, and know it'll all work out the way it's supposed to. That's great advice. And next question, very similar to the first question, but a little bit different. What advice do you have for a new short-term rental investor who's interested in getting started today? You know, one of my favorite things about this industry is the collaboration and how helpful everyone is. So um, join groups, attend conferences, you know, ask questions, be curious about what you're doing. Um, I don't think I've ever met someone in this space that hasn't been willing to share what they've learned um, and what what has worked and also even equally as important, what hasn't worked. So, so ask questions, right? Like it's not always... For well, for an investor, it's definitely just you know a lot of it's in the numbers, but it's also about understanding the market that you're going to be investing in, and so you know build relationships and ask questions with the community because not only will that make sure that you're you know you're getting into something that makes sense, but like that is what when, when as an industry we face so much regulation and things like that, that's what's going to keep that investment solid for years to come because you're going to have relationships with those people um, to you know, just make sure that, that you're all working and rowing in the same direction. Also really good advice. And last <laughs> question, a little more fun, a little easier. What's your favorite book? Oh man. You know, I knew this question was coming. Um, 
and I, I can't narrow it down. I should probably like really get some points for like saying somebody in the industry who's written a book um, and, and giving them a shout out. But I'm going to actually say, you know, I, I feel like there's so much, we're dealing with so much serious stuff every day. And I love a good, like just a good chick lit uh, beach read. Um, and I really love an author named Allison Winscotch. And she just has really good, like easy, fun, kind of take your mind out of all the seriousness of what's going on in the world. Um, so I, I really love pretty much anything by her. And what was her name? I missed it. What? Her name is Allison Wynn Scotch. Okay. And what um, are some titles by her? I haven't heard of her, but I might've heard of like. Some she, yeah, she's amazing. So she just recently did a book called The Rewind. Um, she has um, a book called The Theory of Opposites. Uh, she also has a book and now I'm going to blank on the name of it, but is that is in um, it's in process of being uh, adapted to a screenplay. So, oh. um, okay, cool. I'll have to check her out. Yeah. Cause I've been trying to read more non-business, non-mindset, non-self-improvement books yeah. <laughs> recently yeah. and read more fiction. And so I'm working on that. <laughs> I just, I feel like that's like, it's my like guilty pleasure, right? Like that and like reality TV, it's, it's like mind numbing. I can do it and, and do 20 other things at the same time. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on, Corinne. If uh, any of our listeners want to follow you or um, Breezeway or, you know, sign up, find anything out, where can they do that? So, yeah, we are on all of the major social channels. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can also email VIP at Breezeway.io um, and we'll get you directed to the right person. You can visit our website, um, which is just breezeway.io. It's not breezeway.com. So .io. Um, and you know, we've got a lot of information there, videos, case studies. We also, if you're trying to figure out, you know, what do you want to be part of your, your cleaning checklist or a deep clean checklist or anything like that, we've got a lot of really good resources there, um, that you can, you can download and, and get access to some of those as well. Okay. Well, awesome. And thanks again so much for coming on. We'll Thank catch you, later. you. I really appreciate it.